Welcome to Living Goddess with Shamali God Arda. Listen in for goddess mythology, wisdom teachings, and intimate sharings from her daily practice and contemplations. Shamali illuminates the Shakti keys stitched into the fabric of our daily lives and inspires us to reclaim a pulsating intimacy with Source and revive our spiritual lineage rooted in the living goddess. Welcome, welcome to Living Goddess. I am Shamali, your host. Happy New Year. We have a new moment, a new fresh start. Um, Before I dive into today's exploration, I just want to... um, really thank you again for listening for being here with me and also if you would like to support me i would be super super grateful if you could uh, like or follow the podcast wherever you are listening uh, to this podcast and of course if you like it also to rate it or um, even write a review is super helpful and if you feel called to share it with your friends that is also very very supportive to me so thank you for that <laughs> i'm sitting here in a, in a kind of a dark uh, late afternoon i live in uh, in the foothills in the northern california uh, the foothills of a very majestic mountain range called the sierra nevadas and um, and sometimes we have this this kind of storms coming in and, and uh, yeah, this afternoon I can feel it in the air and the uh, sky is uh, heavy and dark and uh, you can feel all of nature kind of preparing itself for for impact. Something is happening, something is uh, coming and um, I grew up uh, you know, on the very other side of the world, on the west coast of Norway. Uh, and um, so my body grew up in an atmosphere of changing weather. It was a lot of changing weather. In the west coast of Norway, it can change many times a day. And um, yeah, so there's something in my body that feels very at home in this. And um, yeah, feels very alive and um, intimate with the living goddess as she is moving as weather and i feel grateful to spend this afternoon with you (laughs) i feel uh, deeply nourished from the inside i just came out of a 10-day retreat silent retreat that i've been spending alone with my not alone but with my animal pack and with the woods and the gardens and the uh, creeks and rivers. I um, yeah, this, these holidays times are uh, really a time for me to to dive into the deeper waters, to uh, dive into communion with her, and. Um, and really spend time in prayer and ceremony, which really is part of my work and practice in this lifetime. And there is something magical uh, when, when so, uh, so many 
of the people around me in my community, in my country, in this part of the world is uh, focused on celebrating Christmas. It creates uh, a specific atmosphere that also I, as a, as a goddess wisdom keeper, uh, can, uh, can really uh, benefit from, even though I don't celebrate Christmas. And uh, yeah, I've been really practicing to dive into deeper resources within me and to really nourish myself, to really drink from the deeper well, and at the same time, staying diligent in my, in my commitment and assignment to also hold, hold the frequency of peace and prayers for, for those people and areas that are experiencing uh, suffering and war at the moment. And there is a deeper clarity within me of how I can hold both at the same time. This has been a, and is an ongoing practice for me as a, as a deep empath. It's easy for me to merge with suffering and lose my center just in my longing and urge to, to be engaged and contribute and of course, when I'm merging in this way, I am not able to contribute with a, with a level of, of power and resources that I, I know is possible. And uh, this has you know, led me to, uh, in the last years particularly in my life, to, uh, to a more of a discernment and clarity around what compassion is and what um, empathy can be if I stay rooted in the resources and peace and joy and gratitude for my life and at the same time keeping my heart open for the world. And that's the landscape where I, where I meet uh, a lot of these uh, near enemies that I spoke about in another podcast where, um, yeah, where I have to kind of sift through what is compassion and what is my, my, my kind of contracted personas that goes into a role where I um, think that I have to sacrifice myself in order to serve. It's a deep one, that one, self-sacrifice. It's a deep knot that I have been untangling the last years. It's a deep knot that is not only in my personal being, but deeper in my own ancestral mother lineage, particularly. Uh, and also, of course, in the collective field, especially around uh, among women. Where are deep hearts and compassion and and longing to to care kind of get hijacked by this knot of self-sacrifice which doesn't lead to healing it leads to more entanglement <laughs> and um 
I've also been uh, feeling into, you know, this, the atmosphere of, of uh, the new year, this new start. And um, I know that many of you have been in this exploration too. So I would like to just offer a perspective about, around setting goals, uh, around influencing our future uh, from the goddess perspective. to bring in the three Norns. These are three goddesses from the Norse mythology. And these are uh, goddesses, giants, giant goddesses, who are um, weaving time and they are weaving destinies. Uh, in fact, they are weaving and carving. <laughs> they are carving sacred symbols, um, carving the destiny of our an unfolding of our future. So in the Norse mythology, time is not linear in the way that we hold it in our modern uh, consciousness. It's a more cyclical uh, experience where past, present and future are all weaving into each other here and now. And... Um, so this perspective is important because oftentimes when we are speaking about the old ways or we are speaking about the original instructions or we are speaking about a time where goddess were was centered in our consciousness and in our cultures, it's easy to interpret all of that as um, an attempt to, to reach back to a glorified past. Yeah, like as if we have to go back in time, we have to kind of leave the modern progress and evolution behind and, and romanticize a past. And that's not really my project or my path. And, uh, and the three norns can give us some clarity and how, how we do get inspired by the past um, and how our past is essential in weaving our future, at least the future that is <laughs> um, aligned with the vision of our hearts. The three norns are three giant goddess is sitting at the root of the world tree and the world tree is the universe is the cosmos is also our microcosmic uh, experience of our own body so for this purpose we will bring it all the way into our own bodies and into our own being and when we think about the root of the tree we think about a dimension of ourselves that are uh, that is uh, down and down and in we are entering a more primordial and instinctual part of ourselves 
This is uh, the knowledge and information and communication that happens in, in very uh, kind of non-verbal, non-intellectual parts of our being. And these are, inf- these are the movements of our DNA, of our metabolism, of our um, ancestral uh, inheritance, not only in a physical sense, but also in uh, in an emotional and, uh, sense, in our beliefs, and uh, in kind of in our nervous system responses. So the three norns, they are, they are uh, living at the root of the tree and they are gathered around a, a well and the well is called the well of Urdr and Urdr means uh, the origin and uh, this is the well around which all the gods gathers for counsel every day and they drink from this well they drink wisdom and knowledge and guidance the tree norns they are feeding the water from the well of Uritr uh, into the roots of the tree so the root is drinking the wisdom and knowledge from this well. It is said that around the roots there is a snake that keeps biting on the roots and harming the roots. And it is said that it is a symbolism of the forgetfulness of the world. So as we forget our roots, the, the roots are harmed every single day. But every single day, the norns, they are healing the roots. So they are creating a, a mud, a healing mud, and they heal the roots. And this goes on and on like this. And we can bring this into our own being to really feel where that can be experienced within ourselves. Just how our sense of belonging and, and, and also strength, like the trunk of the tree, the, our spine, our sense of being home in ourselves and in the world, how that is harmed by forgetting who we are and what we are made of. This is something that we have explored in many episodes already in how we, when we uproot ourselves and begin to place our sense of self in an abstract self, um, the consequence of that is that we begin to experience ourselves as a separate entity and we begin to see everything else as objects, even our own bodies and the earth as objects that we need to control and modify. So this is one way this forgetfulness is uh, playing itself out. And what is it that heals? What is it that brings us back into connection? What is it that wakes us up? What is it that restores 
our primordial belonging? This is a potent question to bring with us. Where do I drink nourishment from? What nourishes me to remember, to remember who I am, to remember my source? One of the Norns, her name is Urdr, so she is the oldest of the three, and she is the origin. She is, uh, in the linear understanding of time, she would be the past. But here, think more about time as not only cyclical, but also like um, a funnel, one can say, that out of Urdr, out of her, who is the original instructions. She is the wisdom that we, we know in our bones and in our DNA. It's the wisdom that everything in nature moves by and moves so elegantly by. It's the wisdom of reciprocity. It's the wisdom of honor and dignity. It's the wisdom of celebration and, and enjoyment is the wisdom of instincts and and reverence and uh, the original instructions are these is the wisdom that is vibrating in our DNA we we don't have to reach for it or we won't arrive at it later, you know, no matter how many books we read, how many um, kind of insights we achieve. Um, it will not really bring us to this wisdom. This process, which is the living goddess path, is a process of remembering it is a process of opening and awakening our instruments so that we can receive and remember the original uh, instructions, the original wisdom of who we are. What is my unique thread in this web of life? And this is not to say that books are not helpful or it's not helpful to, to achieve insights. I'm just pointing out that Oftentimes we associate wisdom with something that is going to come later, something that is going to put into us. And it's just important to emphasize that our path is a path of remembering. And this is why we also emphasize so much the embodiment work, because it is literally to awaken our instruments so we can begin to detect and receive information that is nonverbal, uh, that is um, more subtle, that comes from the from below, and from the inside of the world. So Urdr, she is the original instructions. Then there is the other Norn, the other sister, and her name is Verdandi, and she is the present, and. She is like a portal into this wisdom. So through Vardandi, through presence, we enter Urdr. 
through presence in our bodies, in awakening our instruments, we begin to remember through all our senses, through our tens of thousands of energy channels, where we begin to, to know without knowing why we know. And when we enter the garden, below the garden, and, uh, and remember that, ah, I know this. I know the deeper realms. Uh, not as something other than the surface reality, but as uh, the root system, which informs and feeds into everything we do in the surface realm. So when we speak about presence, it's oftentimes, um, it's easy to associate that with, oh, now I'm going to just be present with the surface reality. That presence is just presence with something. I'm present with an object. I'm present with my body. I'm present with my feelings, with my thoughts. I'm present with another person. I'm present in this room. And that is one layer of presence. But Verdandi, she, Verdandi, she is presence itself. And if you turn your presence to presence itself, you realize that, oh, that is not really a thing, is not really an object. It is um, an, an opening. Presence itself is like a, a space. It's like a room without walls that allows us to notice thoughts and feelings and physical sensations instead of just being swirling around, identify with all of it. Presence is like an open door. So when we speak even about embodiment, it's easy to think that, oh, I'm going to be present in my body as if that is a landing place. But the more we enter into the body, we discover that the body itself is not as solid as we take it to be, and that the body itself is a portal into presence. If we try to think about presence, discuss presence, <laughs> intellectualize presence, we will never be in presence, because the thoughts are designed to either go into the future or into the past. So in order to know presence, we have to let go. We have to risk to descend into another aspect of our being, deeper than the thoughts. Presence is that which is aware of the thoughts. And presence is that portal in to Urdhra, to original wisdom. And already here you can begin to see that the past is not something um, <laughs> is not something that is gone. The original instructions and the wisdom that is vibrating in our DNA has been gathered since the beginning of time and it is here and now. It's available here and now. So through presence we enter Urdhra. We enter original wisdom here and now. And from here comes the third sister. And her name is Skuld. And the word skuld, skuld means to 
O or to, in this context, it means that which must be. So, depending on how you live your presence, if your presence is rooted in urdr or not, that's how skuld, the next moment, will unfold. So what we see a lot is that we are recreating futures. We are, you know, in our personal life, you know, we may notice that we keep repeating patterns and they go they go in loops and it feels like oh, now I'm here again why am I doing this again this is a signal for us that we are we are not rooted in urdr we are in the forgetfulness we are spinning in uh, in uh, in a momentum that is not anchored in the three norms. So for us to create skuld, to create the, the unfolding of this next moment, if we want to create it aligned and we want to, it to be expre- an expression of our heart's wisdom, we want it to be an expression of, of the, the magnificent of living goddess and the beauty of of how she's constantly evolving and blossoming. Our practice is to root through presence, through Vardhani, into Urdr and allow the next moment to arise from there. To bring this all the way into our this moment in time where we are in the new year, uh, you may have goals and visions for this year. So helpful questions to ask, ask yourself is, is, are these visions rooted in Urdr? Are they aligned not only with your desire, uh, which is an essential part, desire is fuel behind this process. But for it to be fulfilling and satisfying for you, for, you know, for, the, for the depth of you, uh, ask yourself, are these visions rooted in the original instructions of me and my place in the world? my thread in the tapestry of life? Are my visions unfolding from the the great story that I partake in? The, The great story which is not the human story that we are telling ourselves right now in the modern world, but a sustainable story, the the Earth's story. Yeah, the one that has been sustained and, and, and blossoming and flourishing and successful and abundantly expressed for hundreds of millions of years. How can I partake in that story? How can I align my desires with that story? And if you really explore your desires and visions 
in this way, how can you root, root them in the unfolding, the rhythm that is happening from deep below through you, then it doesn't mean that you can't have what you want. <laughs> you will actually align yourself with your heart's desire and, and you will uh, plug in to where the power of manifestation is. Just think about it, that your desire is not separate from Earth's desire. When the earth is, 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 is bringing a whole meadow of, of wildflowers into bloom, you know, it, is, it comes from an urge to move to the light and to blossom and to engage in the, in the you know, lovemaking with the bees and the butterflies and the winds and the deer. And it's a whole um, manifestation of the desire and it, it, there we see mirrored to us a manifestation that is that is fully rooted in the original instructions fully uh, arising out of vadadandi out of presence and how can your abundance and the beauty and and everything that you are envisioning for your next year be aligned in that way these are potent questions to bring into your to, to your vision process. And one key, one little key for us here is to, is to, to tune into our visions on an energetic level. Because what happens if you, for example, are, are desiring, if you are, are desiring a, a relationship this year, for example. Yeah. There is a, a longing that brings that vision into your consciousness. And what's easy for us is that what we easily do without conscious awareness is that we, we try to split off from the longing and we move into the vision and in that split off, our vision is uprooted. It's placed in a future. But you can see that a future um, is not a floating bubble. Yeah, when we look at the three norns, Skull, she come, arises out of Vardandi and out of the original instructions. So in our living goddess practice, our practice is to then, instead of splitting off into that vision of that relationship in the future, where we are in the, what happens in our present moment then is that we are in a consciousness of well, not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, and I, I keep placing the object of my desire in the future. Now, the person that you will be in relationship with is living right now. Yeah? It, that person is not in the future. That person is here now on the planet somewhere, breathing, uh, you know, eating. They're having their cup of coffee. They are uh, doing their processes in order to 
to meet you, to prepare to meet you when, once you will meet. So your practice with the norns is to tolerate the discomfort of longing itself, to move your attention and your awareness and your presence to the sensation of longing in your heart, to risk to be, uh, to step out of the lukewarm, out of the intellectual, out of the abstract, and into the raw ache of longing. We have very little training in this. But in the raw ache of your longing, which is here in the present moment, that's your portal into the power. Because that longing is made of the stuff. It's made of the stuff that will manifest your desire. The longing is evolution itself moving through your heart. And you want to stay close to that energy. It's like a river in your heart. And because we have so little training of staying present with such a vulnerability, we step out of the river and then we go into a loop instead. Yeah, It's these repetitive uh, loops where we place something in the future and we grab and we grasp away from where this whole process is happening. So to stay close with your longing. And then deeper, you begin to discover that you can move your awareness through the longing in your heart towards the source from which this longing arises from within you. And then you come even closer to the river of evolution, of the movement from Uritra into Vedadandiyo and into Skuld, into the movement of creation. And the beauty of this is that you... Once you come close in this way, you are already intimate with love. You are intimate with, uh, with intimacy. <laughs> you are intimacy with yourself. You are in intimacy. You're not postponing intimacy. The beauty of this practice is that it is intrinsically fulfilling. Because once you step in and come close into that river of evolution through you, it is intrinsically meaningful and fulfilling, no matter how skilled, how the outcome will, will be. And the magic is that the outcome will be satisfying, even if it maybe take different forms than you think, or it maybe has a different timeline than you had planned. Because you are already in that intimacy with the one who breathes you, moves you, evolves you and you are intimate with that that process which moves through all all beings in the whole universe your home your home in a belonging in this mystery so stay close don't skip the window of varudandi of presence it's not to give up of new vision of the future. <laughs> it's the other way around. That's how Skuld uh, manifests in the, in the beauty and abundance that your heart envisioned.
I bless your longings. I bless your vision. I bless your new year. May it, uh, may abundance rain upon you because that is your essential nature. And uh, I will leave you with a little contemplation. So feel into a vision or desire that you have for this next year. And explore for yourself, where where does this vision come from? Turn your attention from the object of your vision back to the source from where it comes from. And already here, practice to bring the, the frequency of this vision, this, the feeling of it, the sensation of it, the atmosphere of this vision. Bring it into your body right now, in this moment. Give it a chance to come through in a, in a tangible way now. How can you, instead of postponing until that kind of later outcome will uh, happen, how can you begin to live in the frequency that is already embedded within your vision? How can you anchor it deeper, all the way down into the well of Urdhra, so that it can, the, the root system of that vision can begin to drink from where the true nourishment is thank you for listening to living goddess if you like what you heard please share this podcast with a friend and follow rate and review at apple podcasts or wherever you listen in